Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Thank you. Mm. Welcome back to Battle Ready. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday evening. We are in Second Chronicles. We're going to start in Chapter 11, but I'm going to ask Laura to go ahead and give us kind of a review and lead us in to where Can we I are. talk about flags instead? <laughs> sure. I feel like Sheldon. <laughs> Sheldon Cooper, uh, talk about flags. Sorry. Um, I want to talk about flags for a minute because this is Fourth of July weekend. Okay. I'm going to and find us while you're doing that, so don't be offended. Okay. By I'm me. not offended, but you have to pay attention. I'm paying attention. Sometimes I talk to myself, and it gets very awkward. <laughs> but uh, everyone where the American flag was up and it looked beautiful in our town and we had the float and a lot of patriotism and a lot we live in such a we're so privileged to live in the community we live in where we went on our float from our church singing gospel songs and the community sang along with us and loved it and, and it was just a good thing but just I'm proud to live in America and I and I was thinking about the flag there's this word that comes up in this lesson, my thoughts for this lesson, it's the word standard. The word standard can have two meanings. Uh, I heard this morning, I took my daughter to karate and they're getting ready to do this uh, show that's like a major demonstration of all their skills, the things they're learning. And I listened to her sensei give them a little lesson on standards, like that, you know, we're all here to have fun and we're all here to enjoy one another's company, but there's a standard we keep. And when you keep that standard high, you know, it allows everybody to rise up to that standard. So we talk about standards like that, our expectations, our standards, we require mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. But the other way we use standard is the word for a flag. Mm -hmm. You know, 4th of July has had me thinking the same thing. And I just, I wanted to talk a little bit about what a flag is, because today, we, you know, we've had all the controversy in sports and all the things about, do we, do we stand for the flag? Do we kneel for the flag? What is the flag? Why does it matter? So you, a flag is a symbol, right? Mm -hmm. And a flag we saw in the park, it's a decoration to a lot mm -hmm. of people. But what was the flag originally intended to do? You're going to, it's intended to identify us as a nation, as a group of, as a whole. Yes, it and is, there are all kinds of. And that, and that is doing that. a symbolic thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. it's this symbolizes. There's meaning to the colors. There's mm -hmm. meaning to the stars and the stripes. There's we're all under this mm -hmm. banner, mm -hmm. but historically speaking, each nation or tribe or group had a ta a flag, and yes, that t it it means something to us when we we see that flag mm -hmm. historically speaking, but it was actually a tool. Because when you're in the middle of a battle mm -hmm. and there's horses and the right horses and swords and bloodshed and confusion and loud noises and later on bombs, also, mm -hmm. you knew where to go. You knew where your people were at. You knew where your who the people I am unified in battle with are here by where the flag was raised mm -hmm. because they couldn't come get you. Mm -hmm. You had to get to them. You had to get to it. Right, you had to come to mm -hmm. this unifying point. Mm -hmm. Yes, I feel like the story, and we're and we're still on Rehoboam, when we have David passing it to Solomon, mm -hmm. Solomon passing it to Rehoboam, the flag slipped, mm -hmm. and they didn't know where to go. And it, the nation doesn't know where to go. Mm -hmm. The nation at the end of Solomon's reign is in confusion and it's in battle. There's enemies coming in because of the idolatry, because of the false gods set up and worshiped. Rehoboam takes leadership, not 
having the flag of this is who we are in God, this is, this is the righteous nation that we are, was not first and foremost in his mind because the first thing he ha- does, the first thing we hear of him is, mm-hmm. let me show you how tough I am. Everybody unify under me because I'm so strong and I'm so terrible mm-hmm. and you should fear me. And in, in an instant, mm-hmm. he loses 10 parts out of 12 of the nation mm-hmm. initially. And he is in this failure state. Mm-hmm. I think he lost the flag. I think he mm-hmm. lost the gathering point. We're in the middle of a battle sometimes, and especially when we are prosperous like Solomon was and like Rehoboam inherited that prosperity, I think we forget that you are in a battle and that you do have enemies and that there are troubles on every side and you have got to keep your eye on what unifies us together. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And I think our, I our, think that happens in a family. I do too. I think that happens in a church. I think that happens in a city, in a nation, in a state. I think that happens at all kinds of different levels. And 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 both of those meanings apply. Mm-hmm. The standard of I'm going to keep what God has set as our standard. This mm-hmm. is what He has asked us to do, and what He says He mm-hmm. will bless. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Those standards, and also just that unifying standard of we are the people of God. Mm-hmm. Right, I we think, should be I think having both the same of those heart, things the same failed to get attitude. Past. We should have different talents and gifts and abilities, but it ought to be all focused toward the same purpose. Because I'm under that one, that one mm-hmm. heading, that one mm-hmm. goal, and that's my team. Mm-hmm. That's your team. That's my team. Mm-hmm. So God, and when I say team, I'm talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's that my is team. Your team, right? That's I mean, my team. You can't be successful. I know, I know we're going into sports metaphors here, and I probably shouldn't do that. And that's dangerous for us. It is, but you you can't be a good team if you don't play as a team, if you don't work together and you cover for somebody's weakness and they cover for you. I mean, Scott, you've got to pull together. It's more than just winning or losing. I've seen this on my kids' sports teams. I've seen when you have Mm -hmm. one player who is the show. Mm Mm-hmm like Ray of Ohm is trying to be. Mm-hmm. I've seen when you have that one person and you have an extremely talented player and the team suffers all season because only one person mattered mm-hmm. and you don't pass the ball and mm-hmm. you don't practice together and you think you don't have to run because you're better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. You've seen this happen in life. It happens all the time, mm-hmm. right? It's not just sports. Not I'm sure you've pretty, seen it at work. It's not in the a workplace. pretty visual, but it does You can see someone say, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more valuable than everyone else. I don't have to do the same amount of work. I don't have to work together. Mm-hmm. don't have to be under that And what you do banner. is you just create resentment. In all of those scenarios, you create resentment mm-hmm. against the thing you're trying to make yourself look good at. I, when I think of that, I think of Rehoboam in verse 18 of chapter 10 where we finished up. He sent his guy to collect the tribute. Mm-hmm. He didn't pay attention to the fact that they Rehoboam's said... Rehoboam's too valuable to go. Well, he said, right? you know, they said, what He's have we got to back. do with you? What's We don't mm-hmm. even have a part with you because you, you have determined that you're going to just make things worse and harder. You separated yourself from us. You don't understand what's going on. But he sends the guy out to collect my tribute. I want to. I'll say taxes. It's not really, but it's kind of like that. What? Well, yeah. I'm going to send you out to collect it, tribute. and they kill him. They mm-hmm. stone him. Somebody died because of his arrogance and mm-hmm. his inability to say his poor leadership. Yeah, and his inability to say we're still one nation. Okay, wait. Let's talk about this. Let's let's work together on this. But I'm king. So I'm not, I don't have to do that here. Go get the, go get mm-hmm. it. Cause they have to do what I say. I'm King. So we're in second Chronicles. We're going to be going into chapter 11. 
in chapter 10, if this is the first time you listened, I hope so, welcome. But if this is the first time you came along or you missed last time, Rehoboam is the son of King Solomon. Solomon's sin at the end of his life has caused God's judgment to come on the nation of Israel. When his son comes in as a young king, he has a request made to him by a group of people from the northern tribes and led by a man named Jeroboam who God has has mm-hmm. told is going to come into leadership. God's already pr- prophesied that through his, his man on the ground that this guy's going to come into power. And Rehoboam had to choose whether he was going to take the advice of the young people his age, which is to act really tough and really bold and ground these people on the ground that they came and asked him to lighten their load, or whether he's going to take the advice of the older, wiser heads mm-hmm. that, were, that were advisors to his father and that knew better and how to act, who tell him to calm down and be kind to these people and he keep the nation together. And he takes the advice of the young people. I and in one day... The nation of Israel split. Splits. It's divided. Mm-hmm. And, and it is not united again. The ten northern tribes to the north, and, and you have Judah and parts united. of uh, Levi and parts of uh, Benjamin, Benjamin ones, in yeah. the bottom, but, but mostly ten to two. And, it and the reason it's two is because the priests come home. And remember, which will happen two, yes, they do. And remember that the as, as um, frustrating, that's not the right word, as this sounds, it breaks apart and we start following the lineage of Christ. We're still mm-hmm. following that scarlet line that goes through from Judah, Genesis. the southern kingdom. So, that, so we stay with that. So that's where mm-hmm. the that's where this is all coming through. But there is a day they are all reunited. And Revelation yes, talks about yet. that day happening and that God knows who they are from every tribe and everywhere, even though we don't have a clue, that mm-hmm. he knows what's going on. So it's mm-hmm. not something that stays forever, but it it is for right now even still mm-hmm. like that yep. so chapter 11 second chronicles let's start ready mm-hmm. and when rehoboam was come to jerusalem he gathered of the house of judah and benjamin and hundred and fourscore thousand chosen men which were warriors to fight against israel that he might bring the kingdom again to rehoboam so when you find yourself in a pit quit you digging, ought to stop digging yeah. <laughs> but if you're a man you won't Oh. You'll make it to China. So he, he Shame. he's already lost the kingdom in one day, in one stupid decision. And now he doubles down on his stupidity. And he says, I'm going to gather these my army together. And we're going to go forcibly cause the ten tribes to come back under Four score my thousand, kingdom. 80,000 80, men. men. And that sounds like a lot unless you count all the warriors that are in the ten northern tribes. Yeah, that's not very much, is it? But no? even as he decides to do this thing... God, aren't you glad that when we are dumb, and he is dumb here, but God the word, verse two says, still does what's right. But the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man of God, saying, Speak to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all Israel in Judah and Benjamin, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Ye shall not go up, nor fight against your brethren. Return every man to his house, for this thing is done of me. And they obeyed the words of the Lord and returned from going against Jeroboam. It's interesting, though, I think, that sometimes when you think you're fighting with a person. Yes, I agree. Sometimes you think you, it's very important that they understand that you are right. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And you're fighting with this individual only to find out that you're actually fighting against God. Mm-hmm. That's happened to me. Mm-hmm. This is something God is doing. Mm-hmm. God has a plan in this. And here I am saying, 
No, Lord, this is the way it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm arguing with a human being. And you know what? The Bible says that let God be true and, and every, man, every man, a man a liar. And you know what occurred to me today? And for the first time, I know you guys are going to think I'm silly when I say this. But for the very first time today, when I thought of that verse, I thought, I'm every man. Mm-hmm. It's not let God be true and all those people be a liar. It is let God be true and every man a liar. A liar. Just so like whosoever my, will. When, whosoever, right? What if I'm right, but it doesn't matter? It doesn't what matter. What if I'm right and God is doing a thing and I need to keep my mouth shut and see what God's going to do mm-hmm. and trust him with it? And have you ever had God tell you to keep your mouth yes, shut? Yes, today. Yes, I have. Today. I, have, I, I haven't had it today, no, per se. Today. But I have had situations that I was tremendously tormented because by. you were so right and you know i know I, mean? I was right i mean yeah, in the situation i know i was right and mm-hmm. i know that the situation should have been exposed and everybody should know that i'm right but every time i would start to think about it as god is my witness in my heart of hearts that still small voice would say shut up i told you to be quiet just be quiet i'll take care of it be quiet <laughs> and that was so frustrating because I thought, well, maybe that's not really him. Maybe that's just me. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, the way that things worked out, this is two or three years past now, the way the things worked out couldn't have worked out better. Yeah. But in the middle of because that... Because God was doing a thing. But in the middle of that, I was sure that I had to let this thing be known. There's not a lot of credit you can give Rehoboam. But I give Except him credit he right stops. here, mm-hmm. but just for this minute, just because he doesn't stopping. really stop for long. No. When he's corrected by God through this prophet, Shemaiah, mm-hmm. when he's corrected by this prophet, he does not go to battle against mm-hmm. those ten northern tribes. He listens to what the man of God has to say, mm-hmm. and he stops. And there's a period of three years mm-hmm. where he actually listens and tries to be wiser. But at the same time, and make that some he's wise listening, moves. he is still building defenses. In and his, is, but in his country, mm-hmm. he's building them. up defenses, mm-hmm. and he's not attacking the northern tribes, and right. he's listening to the man of God yep. for three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he forgets it but again. But I don't know that he forgets because at the end well, of those it, three he's, years, he strengthened himself and he forsook the law. I think is the way that it. That's 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 not forgetting though. That is mm. saying. What I'm going to do is, God said, don't go to battle. So evidently, that, no, I'm, not, I'm putting words in Rehoboam's mouth, but I'm reasoning through this with you. And if you have different reasoning, put go it in the it. comments. But as he, and we'll talk about it. But what he's reasoning is, evidently right now, if I would go to battle, I'd lose. Mm-hmm. That's, what, mm-hmm. that's his, okay, I've heard what the prophet says. And you know what? It probably didn't take, the man who left the Tribune collector to die as he heads back, Mm-hmm. is not a man that I think took a lot of convincing to not go to battle against 10 tribes worth of warriors with his two. Mm-hmm. I think when that, he wanted to look tough, he wanted to impress his friends, you see that from his answer, but I think when that man of God comes to him and says, don't go to war, this thing is of God, he's probably like, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So what does he spend the next three doing? Just like you say, he, he makes forts, mm-hmm. he builds up cities, he puts resources in these places. Mm-hmm. He's preparing mm-hmm. to go to war when he thinks he's strong enough to do it without mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. And let's just read those just to get that out of the way. Because that starts in verse 5. 
Um, verse 4 is where the Lord says, You are not to fight against your brother and return to your house. This is done in me. Mm-hmm. And then verse 5 says, And Rehoboam dwelt in Jerusalem and built cities for defense in Judah. He built, he built even Bethlehem, Edom, and Tekoa, and Besser, and Shaco, and Adullam, and Gath, and Mershah, and Ziph, and Adorium, and Lashish, I can't say Lashish, and Azekah, and Zorah, and, and Hebron, which are in Judah, in Benjamin, fenced cities yeah keep going and fortify and he fortified the, ones the strongholds built. the ones that were already there mm-hmm. he 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 built cities for defense and he fortified the strongholds and he put captains in them and stores of victual and of oil and wine so he's hoarding back things that they may need if in the event somebody goes to war with mm-hmm. them right he's he's trying to think ahead of all the things he's going to need just like any of us would do right mm-hmm. And in every several city, he put shields and spears and made them exceeding strong, having Judah and Benjamin on his side. So the two tribes that are there so understand what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. All come in because mm-hmm. that's where the temple is, and that's their inheritance. And that's the next Not two the land. Next two verses. Yeah, we will. But I mean, that that's where they come. But this this preparation he's making. Is, is something not to skip over. No, because he is create. he's building cities. And there comes a point when he feels like. He's strengthening cities. He's hoarding food and supplies. He's giving everybody shields and battle stuff. There, he's, and it's, and yeah. what it sounds to me like in verse 12, maybe maybe this isn't what the way you interpret it, but it sounds to me like in verse 12, the two tribes that stayed with him agree with him. Right. We need to do this. We've got it. This is this is sensible. You're being a sensible king now. You're protecting us. Judah and Benjamin are on his side. And I think there's mm-hmm. half, right, of Benjamin mm-hmm. that's somewhere mm-hmm. else and half. But um, what what's happening is he's taking three years to make sure mm-hmm. he can handle it. Mm-hmm. And how do I know that? Because that's not in our chapter. I'll tell you how I know that. Because we've told you since the beginning of Chronicles, chapter 1, 1 Chronicles, mm-hmm. that the parallel to this is kings. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the book of Kings, you find out that all the days, that's how it ends his story, all the days of Rehoboam, he made war with Israel. Israel. Which mm-hmm. the ten become Israel and the bottom becomes Judah. They were once all Israel, but now Israel's the north. And it says all his days he made war. But it wasn't war mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. full-on war. I, I think that says something about the character of Rehoboam as well. Mm-hmm. It's little incursions, little invasions, little, ba- little, little. Skirmishes. Not all in, Skirmishes. but let's see how much I can get away with without, without costing me too much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always that by half measure. Am I? Because he does have the word of the Lord standing against him saying, don't do it. It is of me. I and this, this is my reason. doing. Mm-hmm. So I think even if when he feels bold enough, and obviously after three years from what we read in our story, he's bold enough to stop worshiping God the way he should, to bring back idols, cause the people to sin. Mm-hmm. And that comes in the next with his chapter, leadership. So you're right. When he does that, I mean, he, he's not counting on the Lord. He gets to a point he thinks he can count on him. There are these attacks and these and these wars, it. but we've done it. We've handled them against what God has told him, and then he backs up, mm-hmm. right? And we've Not handled full them. on, mm-hmm. but just war. Just mm-hmm. it, it, the Bible talks about you know in the last days there'll be wars and rumors of wars, and there's rumors mm-hmm. of wars. We we're doing that right now. Like we're not full on in war with Russia, but we've got rumors of wars mm-hmm. and we're, we're behind the scenes warring and these powers and these powers against each other. Mm-hmm. And that, that total 
the problem is we're in the same situation as Rehoboam, right? right? We're going to cross the line and see if anything They happens. are doing that. But the problem is this is, I feel like our condition in the world today and as a nation today is very similar to Rehoboam's position because we started as a Christian nation, not a perfect nation, a nation that made mistakes, but we started as a Christian nation. And we've gotten to the place right now where we are think we're strong enough to rely on ourselves, that we don't need to rely on the Lord. We don't need to follow his standard or meet under his unifying principle or his unifying purpose, but we're strong enough to make these decisions on our own. And the problem is we're going to find out like Rhea Bowen found out that God is not going to just bless us regardless of our actions and our attitudes and, and our sin and over top of our sin. He's going to let us find out really how human and weak we are, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And I and said, I'm sadly. very patriotic. I love this country. I am 100% happy to be an American. I think it's the best place on earth. But I see us in a similar position. I feel like if, if you apply this lesson that we're going through with Rehoboam, I think somebody's dropped the flag. Mm -hmm. I think our last few generations, not everybody, because I was raised by generations of good, godly, solid Christian people. But I feel like our nation has dropped the flag. Mm -hmm. With the passing it on to the next generation to realize what we're about, mm -hmm. who we are, what we where we rally for. under, what, what does the symbol what's mean? Our, what's our right? Um, how in in healthcare it's called best practice. This is our professional. This is what we are. This is who we are. How we act. What we do. We've lost that. We've lost who we. You've got to know where to meet. Mm -hmm. You've got to know where, where the battle is. Who do we and you've got to know what side you should be on. But here's the thing. Who right? unifies us? Our country is not unified we always in think a like, lot of ways. Well, they're wearing a different uniform. Not historically. Mm -mm. People were wearing their regular clothes. You know how you knew which side you were on? You which flag, flag you're under? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. That's my flag. That's my meeting point. That's my stand. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we have that anymore. I don't think we do either. And I think that's a shame. I think that's something that needs fixed fast. I think we have, I have, can you imagine, it sounds like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, but if you were in a battle like that and then everybody pops up with a flag, you know, like he does in the football games when everybody's got a football with it's Bugs Bunny, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm thinking. But like you would have no idea what you're supposed to be doing or what you're supposed to look for or do. I feel like we have flags everywhere. Everybody's following their own flag. Mm -hmm. But everybody should be under this flag, mm -hmm. right? The flag, and I'm not talking... Guys, you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about God. I think there's only one thing that unifies mankind. Mm -hmm. We are so very different. We are. We are so very... Different talents, different gifts, different abilities, different... Our concerns are different. Our everything. hearts are different. But Christ brings people together from all mm -hmm. over the world, every tongue, every nation, every nationality, mm -hmm. every point of view. Christ brings them together in unity, and there's a place to stand together mm -hmm. on his truth, right? I agree with that. Yes, I do. And I, Israel doesn't have it right here. They don't have it. And I don't and think we have it that's a good analogy. Right I don't think we have it either. But I want you to see what happens in verses 13 and 14. Okay. Because Rehoboam is strengthened by the priests and the Levites, because here they come. It mm -hmm. says, verse 13, And the priests and the Levites that were in all of Israel resorted to him out of, their lo out of all their coasts. For the Levites left their suburbs and their possessions and came to Judah and Jerusalem. For Jeroboam and his sons had cast them off from executing the priest's office under the Lord. So let's That's talk about it. Yes, yes. So when they inherited the promised land, when they went in and God gave them and through battle, 
gave mm-hmm. them the promised land. Each tribe had to designate land, land for the Levites mm-hmm. because the Levites don't own land. They don't own property. They don't do. They no. were allotted land. Mm-hmm. And the reason they don't... They have to feed them. They have is to that, That's them. right. That is where the priests come from is the tribe of Levi. Mm-hmm. And God said, I'm your inheritance. Mm-hmm. You... This I'm getting chill bumps. Mm-hmm. This earth is not your inheritance. These things are not your inheritance. Mm-hmm. This this land is not your inheritance. I meant your inheritance. Mm-hmm. Listen, in the New Testament, he tells us that we are a priesthood, a holy priesthood, a royal priesthood. That that priesthood that we are needs to know this is mm-hmm. not my inheritance. Mm-hmm. Yes. God is my inheritance. That's right. My number one allegiance, my number one purpose, my rallying flag. My standard. And they all is come God. to Judah and, and Jerusalem. Look, what mm-hmm. are they giving up? They've been here in the land a long time in these tribes. They are well established in their homeland. They've had their homes a long time where they are. And they forsake don't forget, it. Don't forget. And pull now, up and go uh, to Judah. And I guess that's the part that sometimes when you read and you read quickly, Jeroboam, it's switched on you right here right, in these two right, verses. Right, right. It's not but Jeroboam. That but the Levites are leaving Jeroboam. Because Jeroboam and his sons had cast them off from executing the priest's office of the Lord. He said, we all need you. Well, except for the ones he chooses. But we, so, but, so he gets some that he chooses, but he says to them, we're not, we're because not, he, Jeroboam, and you can read more about this in Kings, mm-hmm. he, he goes, okay, now that we're separate, now that I'm in charge, by the way, God allowed him to be in charge. This was mm-hmm. a thing done That's by what God. He said. But Jeroboam also says, I'm not going to trust in the Lord, and what he said can happen. If these people go to the temple, they they're going to realize... Back. That they're united again. That we are united. Guess what? When you come to God mm-hmm. together, you're united. And someone who wants to divide is not going to allow that to happen. Correct. So he says to the Levites who are loyal to the temple, who are services to the temple in turn, mm-hmm. right? They take turns, each family serving. He says to them, get out. I don't want you. I only want the ones that will stay here. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to establish our own worship place and mm-hmm. our own religion And the rest of you that are loyal to the temple and the way God said to do it, out of here. But here's something I want to say just as a point of Scripture. And I know we've said this a lot of times. Things to keep in mind when you're reading is you have to be careful. You have to read slow enough. And I'm guilty of this. This is why I know this. You have to read slow enough to know that we just talked about Rehoboam fortifying all of his cities. Mm -hmm. And the next two verses is about the people that Jeroboam, the other one, In the kicks out and sends back home. Right. And then the next few verses are going to be Rehoboam telling family. about something mm-hmm. else. And you have to watch that. Things like that, especially in the Kings and Chronicles, change. And especially when their names rhyme. Well, yes, and they sound the same, <laughs> and they've got crazy names. But it does the same yeah. thing with time. Time and Bible is the same way. You can read a sentence, and then the next sentence starts, and it might be yesterday, or it could be 40 years from from yesterday. Yeah. You, This is one of those places where you've got to really kind of pay attention. Who are we talking about? Where are we talking and, about? Yeah, and you can't, yeah. you, and you can't, uh, one, a half of a, sen- a sentence, two or three words can change the whole timing, the whole who you're talking about, and everything. And if you don't be careful, mm-hmm. you can really get caught up. And that's why a lot of people think the scripture doesn't make any sense when they read it. They struggle with, I read fast. I read fast, and I have found out in my old age that I read too fast because I can skip a knot, and not in a sentence is going to change the whole yeah. meaning of the verse, pretty, right? Pretty significant. So as you study, that's just a bit of caution. I know that's kind no, of off good. topic. But but this is the priests and Levites 
that in the northern left kingdom kicked the north out. for Jeroboam, Jeroboam, not Rehoboam, Jeroboam, the ten guy, and his right. sons had cast them off from executing the priest's office unto the Lord. And, and he, he ordained, ordained his, own his own priests. It says, verse 15, mm-hmm. And he ordained him priests for the high places, and for the devils, and for the calves, which he had made. The devils literally is the word demons. Mm-hmm. It, it's the exact same word as demons. High places, at one time, there, there were high places where they were worshiping Jehovah. Mm-hmm. God didn't like it. He said not to Even do that. though they were worshiping Jehovah there, he said, This temple... Is where I want you. I want you to follow these mm-hmm. these standards that I have set up that you are all going to come under because that temple represented Christ. We don't have many Christ. Mm-hmm. We don't have many ways to heaven. We have Christ, yeah, boy. and I want you to come here. It was significant because it mattered what mm-hmm. it stood for. The symbol. The symbol. The, the flag, standard. The thing, mattered. The thing that this drew symbol them matters together. because mm-hmm. it can't represent Christ if you have one in your backyard. And remember, Solomon right? blessed that temple it, if they if the they turn to me here. Yes, right. I'll hear them here. So, but Jeroboam says can't have them doing that anymore. They'll yeah. they'll be unified if they come together under God. And watch this. So he and makes it his doesn't own. matter if I make my own, right? But, but this is saying like right out loud, mm-hmm. they were worshiping demons, devils, and calves. So, no, but but I mean, what people what would did, say was he just found a new way no. to worship God, and that is what he told the people. That's what he, he when told when the he makes the golden, he makes two golden calves. He puts one in Dan, he puts one in Bethel. This is the king Jeroboam in the north. As far as I know, they didn't go to the one in Bethel. No. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That might have been where a remnant of God's people said, we ain't doing that. They do. but, but, but they do go to Dan and worship this golden calf. And he says to them, he doesn't say, this is a brand new God. Let me introduce you. This is a devil. He says, this is the God that brought you out of Egypt. Not they. I know they didn't believe the gold cow brought them out of Egypt. He said, this is going to be the symbol that we come together around to worship the God who brought us out of Egypt. They would not have come to wash, worship a demon. No. that You couldn't no. have said, no. people aren't stupid. Well, some of them are, but <laughs> people wouldn't have done that. He said, this is just as good as the temple because, see, we're separate from them now. Mm-hmm. We'll still worship God, but we'll worship him like this. Because we we'll don't do it have our to own do it way. the way they said. Guess it's what a, that is? Fashion. A violation of the standard. It's a violation of the standard. It's a, it's a breaking it's changing, with unity. It's That's changing what you were set up to be and do. Who are you? And what are you fighting and for? Why, and, and don't we fight together? And aren't we all one? Mm-hmm. Right? And don't no. You, we're going to worship in a different way. Do you so ever we're not say to anymore. yourself, and I do, I mean, maybe I'm just dumb. I know there's got to be a reason. But why always a cow? <laughs> why a calf? I mean, you know they, they kill them, they eat them. They, why, why would you pick a calf? Why wouldn't you create a huge monster? I have what they taught me in college. I'm not sure it's true at all. Okay, what did they take? Okay, so in college when we were talking about like all the different religions, when, they, when we talked about this, they said that the word calf here can mean a baby cow, right? Mm-hmm. But it can also mean a lamb. It, it, and oh. So what they would have been saying is this would, I don't know that this is true at all. This Reject all of this. But what I was taught in college was it was like that's the Passover lamb. Instead of worshiping, that would, be, that who, would make me feel better about them substituting. Okay, so but, they, said but, that, they said that's why Aaron made it because see that that's what the blood was shed by that lamb. This will be the symbol of our God, and in a way, a lamb is. A, he's called the lamb that's slain before the foundation of the world. Lion, right? But the problem is, 
we worship what the lamb represents. We don't worship the lamb, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We, do, we worship the, the God who made heaven and earth. We can't capture him in a single image, in a single portrait, in a single creation. Nothing made by hands but, that's dead but here's could the represent thing. a living God. You represent him. But the other thing is, to the too, world. here, and, and I'm kind of proud of the Levites for flooding back to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. but it says Except for the ones that he in made Jeroboam, it says he ordained yeah. him priests. So yeah. I don't know that all the priests were Well, and that might be true, too. Levites. That, they that were, might be true, He too. decided. But he made know, some priests. He, makes he made a, some he high makes places. He makes a whole new... A whole new set of everything. And even though this isn't what he says, it's for the devils that he makes the Mm -hmm. calves, right? Mm -hmm. And after them, out of all the tribes of Israel, such as set their hearts to seek the Lord God of Israel, came to Jerusalem to sacrifice unto the Lord God of their fathers. So there were people who said, Mm -hmm. I'm still going to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's interesting. I, I, they don't elaborate on this. I wish mm-hmm. they did. It's just but he makes two, mm-hmm. but it only tells you they worshiped at Dan. Mm-hmm. They didn't worship at Bethel. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that, that's telling you about that remnant of people that's always there mm-hmm. that said, we're not doing that. We're not that. doing that. Mm-hmm. We didn't travel to Jerusalem to be on that side because we right. don't like... And, he, and forgive me, because sometimes but, I'm going between what I read in Kings and here. So but that's all right. It, but that's the two places but, to set them up. So it says Jeroboam, Jeroboam, the northern guy that God selected, that he tore the garment into ten pieces and he gave, gave him ten him pieces of it. He knows. He, and yet, and what is hard, I think, for us to understand is this is God's doing. Right. And it doesn't sound, I mean, we when we read this, we start to pick it apart and why we blame and who and how. And, and, you know, there are things to talk about, but God did this. God sent this judgment. He did and this. And he also said, right, the next thing that happens to those people that said, you know what, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm strengthen the southern kingdom and it says that in verse 17 so they so let's read let's read 15 and 16 again okay. just to get the, all, right. all to flow together and he and he being jeroboam the, the guy who's going to rule the, the north the, the 10 tribes that split away mm-hmm. ordained him priests for the high places and for the devils and for the calves which he had made i don't i don't know i think that's a bigger sentence than sometimes we make that to be and after them out of all the tribes of Israel, and after them out of all the tribes of Israel, such as set their hearts to seek the Lord God of Israel, Israel came to, to Jerusalem. Jerusalem to sacrifice unto the God of their fathers. So it's kind of like in that sentence, what I, I, I envision two things. When I read that sentence, verse 16, I think about Moses standing in the middle of that camp and saying, who's on the Lord's side? There was a line they had to cross. You come over yep. here or you stay over there. But and you know, who it's, not, is it? it's not. And I think we, we have that. We have that line. We have to make a call. We can't just stay and, in the middle. And this, this issue of these people who are leaving, they're, you don't, it's not like me selling my house and moving to a different state. No. This is the inheritance they've had since Joshua. Mm-hmm. Since they moved, you don't into remove this the old landmark. This is what you inherited from God. This is and what your forefathers give, fought for. And we're just going to give that up. And you're going to walk away because your heart is determined mm-hmm. to worship God the way He asked you to, mm-hmm. to worship God according to His standard and His mm-hmm. way. And you're just going to leave it. Who's it's the not, they, can't, they can't. That's that is next to God Himself. That is the most valuable thing to them of all. Not because it's stuff. Because that's what, what they, they inherited mm-hmm. through the power that's of God what and them. what they got after being slaves 
This is the land they they fought for. So it's not. And they're walking away. So it's not an easy. And it's not. I don't think it's a huge crowd. The South, Southern Kingdom is strengthened by these people. Mm-hmm. But they still have plenty of people in the top ten. Yeah. And, and we have some people coming down going, none of it's worth it mm-hmm. if I have to lose my relationship with God. If I have mm-hmm. to lose my inheritance in God. And it says to sacrifice unto the Lord God of their fathers. They yeah. don't want what Jeroboam is offering. It, New kind of priest. I'll that, decide who they are. I want you to do it this way. Here's is a that fake where cow. we drop the flag? Do we drop the flag when we value is that, anything else? Is that denying more self than that. here? Is that... We're, we're getting ready to teach the parable of the sower tomorrow in Sunday school. I'm not going to talk about that right now. But if you look at the lesson of that, the lesson of that is there are all these things trying to tear you and rip mm-hmm. the word of God mm-hmm. away from you. What do you value? Mm-hmm. Where is where, your heart? Where is your heart? The, Rehoboam's heart says for three years, I'll listen to what God says as long as I think it's benefiting me. But after those three years, if he doesn't come through and tell me I can go to battle, I'll find a way to do it myself. Mm-hmm. I'll figure out how to strengthen because myself surely, Because surely right? I'm as smart as God and he well, would do that. Well, I don't think he would ever say he's the smartest well, God. No, but you but know, he's not doing me any favors. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But these people are leaving everything. Because and they value God the most. I think if we drop the... They carried the flag. So here, they, so, They've got the standard. So here's exactly what verse 17 says. Now that we've got them leaving and we've kind of we dissected that a little bit. Verse 17 says, So they, the ones the that, that left, strengthened the kingdom of Judah and made Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, strong three years. For three years they walked in the way of David and Solomon. Mm-hmm. That's a big tell right there. Yeah, for three years. For three years. But they only made it three years. Hmm. And I, I I don't mean to be funny, but the next few verses are about Rehoboam marrying a lot of his aunts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he measures. He marries David's brother's descendant. Sister, he marries his wife, the uh, daughter of his so-and-so. And he's yeah, very, yeah, Absalom's daughter. And it says, you could just, if you want to just skip that and go down here, it says, and Rehoboam wanted many wives. It says that right there. He really, there it is. He desired many wives, verse 23. He, he married a lot of, of his family. I don't have anything mm-hmm. to say about that. Do you have anything to say about mm-hmm. that? No, but uh, look what he okay. did, though, too, though. Don't forget... It says, and he dealt wisely and dispersed all of all his children throughout all the countries of Judah and Benjamin, mm-hmm. and to every what fenced city, and he gave them victual in abundance, and he desired many wives. He so he's thinking wives. that if I plant these people in Can't all kill these, them cities, all. right, and you will, you'll yeah. respect me because my children are here, right? Kind of, or he's made up, he's created his own despots. Yeah. And yeah. planted them around. <laughs> He's no different than Jeroboam, right? Jeroboam says, I'll tell you who the I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about, like, political crime families. I am not going to say what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'll put my kids everywhere. No. <laughs> They'll be in charge no. of things they have no business being in charge of. Okay. Chapter 12. And now <laughs> we start his apostasy. Okay. And apostasy is something that, I don't know, sometimes it uses that word, but not usually. It usually uses another word, fell away, fall, you know, didn't do, didn't acknowledge. What did it say over here? He. I like it when he calls him a backsliding heifer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's real, you are but a apostasy, apostasy is a real thing, and it's, it is all through the mm-hmm. kings and the judges and the, and the chronicles. It's all through us, mm-hmm. that apostasy. If we don't be careful... 
there is an apostasy. There is an apostate church. There is an apostate spirit. That I mean, there Can are Can we just things. define apostate? Because if you are listening for the first time, and I hope you are, mm-hmm. but if you are listening for the first time, you may have never heard that word before, mm-hmm. and it is what it sounds like. Apostate means in, the opposite of. Mm-hmm. It is the opposite of God's people, the opposite of God's mm-hmm. church, mm-hmm. the opposite of God's ways. If you're an apostate, it's very similar to the word in the New Testament, Antichrist. Mm-hmm. That is. John talks about there being spirit an Antichrist of, and the spirit, spirit of Antichrist, antichrist. Mm-hmm. which is when you are, re- and, and this is the thing, like I, I don't even want to jump ahead to this because he's coming. We're going to talk about this guy. But you guys all know the name Jezebel. Mm-hmm. You, and I've talked about this before. I'm sorry if you've heard it before. But everybody imagines Jezebel as this, this harlotty looking, ravishing female, like a Hollywood Marilyn Monroe type. But what Jezebel was, was religious. Mm -hmm. She was extremely devout to her gods. To Satan, Mm -hmm. to To apostate gods, gods, opposite gods, false gods. She was, she was a, she caused the entire nation to be required to live under the standards Mm -hmm. of a false religion. Mm -hmm. She was extremely spiritual, Mm -hmm. but of the wrong spirit. And that's the same thing when you talk about Jeroboam's apostasy in the north, I'm going to make my whole new system to, in his word, he's going to worship God, but he's actually worshiping demons. And he's worshiping he's himself, doing. actually, too. Because it, it says he's, made he's, this decided, for, he's decided how for demons, to be. Priests for high place. Priests is for these cows. And then you go to the south. and we're, <laughs> Priests for everything. And then you go to the south. And at three years, when he thinks maybe God will help him out, He's faithful, and then all of a sudden, Rehoboam says, "You know what? Enough of that. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be religious, but I'm going to be and I'm surviving religious in a different so, way." So, so that thing, that part where we kind of skipped all the wives and all the right. stuff, that didn't happen like in two days. But That's see, I've heard, overnight. I've heard Eighteen people, wives and three score I've heard concubines. People do the exact same thing. They would never say they're doing this, mm-hmm. but I've heard people say, "You know what? I prayed, and, and he didn't answer. It didn't work out. Now I'm going to so, do it my way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure it out my way." That's that apostasy. That's that idea that, you know what, if God doesn't work on my timetable, if he doesn't answer the way I want him to answer, I'm going to find my answer somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Because or, he's not getting the job usually done. usually that answer comes from yourself. You don't hear Jeroboam say, you know, I'm the king. So, I'm, I mean, he does these things. But he does that because he feels like he can make just as good of decisions as God can. So, and God will have to go along with him because, you know. I feel like it all starts in this same place that most of, okay, this is what I thought today. Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think Jeroboam's problem and Rehoboam's problem. God said, Mm -hmm. but in response to what God said, they they didn't have the faith to believe. And what they're filled with is fear. Mm-hmm. So God says to Jeroboam, I'm giving you these 10 tribes. He says, if your heart will be with me, I'll, I'll bless you just, you just like, like I did David. David. Mm-hmm. Jeroboam is terrified of losing power and control. That's why I won't let him go to Jerusalem mm-hmm. and be unified. He's terrified. But God said he could have it. Mm-hmm. He's, yes. God said he could have it. That's what he said. So there's no way he can't have it. God said it. Mm-hmm. Rehoboam's the same way. Rehoboam, God says to him, do not go to battle. I'm doing this thing. Rehoboam says, what I'll do is I'll get in a position where God will let me go. Mm -hmm. I'll build and I'll build and I'll build and I'll build and God will let me go. But don't we sometimes say that? Again, that fear of (coughs) what if God says no and he doesn't change his mind? I better be ready to do this on my own. I think, you know, the Bible says the love of money, there's a verse, and it's always been a puzzling verse, is the root of all evil. It doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It doesn't say blessings are the root of all evil. It says that love, that greed 
that greed that is the greed for power, the greed for self reliance That's what money does. Money makes you not have to be dependent on anyone. Mm -hmm. Money makes you feel like you, don't you can God. call the shots and you don't need anybody else's approval. Mm -hmm. You've got this freedom of choice. And there's, I'm telling you, that's true. You got a little money in your pocket, you think, I don't have to ask, mm -hmm. right? I can do what I want to do. Yep. But the problem is both these guys are terrified of losing. That's where that greed and that fear... You are afraid that what God said he's not going to do. You know why? Because you know you can't be... You can't do this without God. You know you can't. It's built in up to well, us to know that. Well, but you're that. trying to because you're terrified he can't keep his word. And I think there's Christians, Christians who are going to heaven, who live miserably mm -hmm. because they're terrified God can't keep their word to keep them all the way. That, they're, that he's not going to be strong enough to forgive them. He's not going to be strong enough to keep them all the way. He's not going to get them to heaven. You know, th there must be something I'm missing. This is too easy. Mm -hmm. I don't trust what God said about salvation. I don't trust what he said about Christ said it's finished. I don't trust that. So I feel like you can be a miserable, unhappy Christian as well as a miserable, unhappy, bound for hell lost person. Mm -hmm. If you say within your heart, God said it, but I better I better but, make sure but. I do it on my own. God said it, but I, the fear but, is going to cause me to figure out how to do it thing, another don't way. Don't we do this every? Oh, not every day. I don't mean it that way. But don't we do this frequently? Well, I'm supposed to have common sense. I'm supposed to know what to do already. I'm supposed mm -hmm. to figure this stuff out. God doesn't isn't just going to walk down here and tell me everything to do. I love common sense. I don't think the Bible outlaws it. I don't either. I think common sense is a good thing to have, but I also think that most of the time. The common knowledge of our age, the common knowledge of the world system, runs completely contrary or apostate to God's word. In all your and when ways, what He's asking you to do him is live differently and, and think differently, and be not wise in your own eyes. When we're if you're wise not careful, in you'll our say, own eyes, "Well, I'm going to live not like the world. I'm going to live gonna the live, way I think God. The way I think God requires. I'm going to." Uh, never. I'm going to live in such a way that I'm I I'm going to have all these rules that will make me holy and able to get there on my and own. God that's apostate to support, too. And God will have to support that because but, he gave me that wisdom. But that's apostate too, right? Yes. When, when you say, I'm going to live so holy, so so rigorous, so tied up and bound that I, I'll make sure I get to heaven by how good I'm doing these things, you're also apostate. Because what he said was, he paid it all. And, in, and, and David, Solomon, one of the Proverbs says... The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Mm -hmm. Right in your own eyes is the wrong place to be. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, right leaning on God, that's one thing. I'm trying to find the verse, and I'm not seeing it right now, and I can't remember exactly Good where tip it is. while you're looking for that verse. Is that if when you are right about something, and you have to yell to prove it, mm -hmm, or give multiple friends the account so that you have enough people to back you up. Yes, 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 yes. Or yes. what you're saying results in division or or it's a justification for doing something that you know is in the So Bible, and you're winning people that you to know your you side do, to make it right. You're probably in an oh, apostate position. You're probably right. not in the right position. Kate and I had a conversation not too long ago and I was asking her something I really wanted her opinion on how to do. And I said, well, can I just do this and this and this? And as I, as the words are coming out of my <laughs> mouth, I said, no, I can't. And I know that already. I'm asking you so you'll make me feel better and say, well, you know, that sounds reasonable. I think that's a good. But the truth is you already know. You know those things if you're being led by the yeah. Spirit of God. You already know. I don't know if I, I, I think apostasy is a scary thing. 
I don't think you get there by accident. I don't think you just accidentally wake up one morning and you're completely anti-Christ and you're not. I think over time you allow yourself to become in control of what you think and how you do it. And I, and I don't ever think God, like you said, I don't ever think God says don't use common sense. Mm-mm. But I think sometimes we get to the end of our common sense and instead of waiting to see what God's answer is, we just keep plowing through because we got to get it done. It's waiting just trusting that it's right. Because that, that was my point with Rehoboam and Jeroboam. They knew what God said. Yeah. They just didn't trust that he could keep it. Or they didn't. Or and, it didn't and what's happen interesting fast enough for is, them to be okay. In my Bible, I don't know when the Bible you guys are looking at it at home watching this. In chapter twelve, it, there's like these little subtitles that the the publisher mm-hmm. put in there. It says Rehoboam's apostasy, and that's verse one when it mm-hmm. talks about him after the three years he mm-hmm. forsakes God and leads his whole and, nation. And read to that, and it came to pass when Rehoboam had established the kingdom. So it didn't happen when he was nervous. They just killed the guy for the tribute. When he, had, when he had established his kingdom and had strengthened himself, when he felt like he, he was strong, he was in control. Yeah. He wasn't in control at first, he felt like, right? That he forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. But my point was, there's another little title right after mm-hmm. verse 1. In my Bible, the next title says, Invasion of Shishak. And mine says, God judges Judah through right. Shishak. What's King interesting is he's got this one verse where he goes, mm-hmm. I've got it figured out now. I don't need the Lord. And then here comes the enemy. And the next verse, the Shishak is, is of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And Egypt is, is a, they didn't have to worry. Egypt was paying tribute mm-hmm. to David and mm-hmm. Solomon. But now Egypt is coming in thinking, you're divided. You're broken up. You're not together. You don't even have 12 mm-hmm. tribes anymore. Mm-hmm. This is my chance to come take advantage and put you under mm-hmm. me. They, I, I don't know. If, I don't know that we will read this whole chapter, but I'm just saying, in this chapter, read it at home. Uh, mm-hmm. They lose the treasures out of the temple. Mm-hmm. These Egyptian hordes, these people coming in, loot the temple. They come in and put them under poverty. Mm-hmm. They take things out of the kingdom. The shields come down, and up go shields of brass. They were shields of gold because they were at peace. Now they're shields of brass. You've you've got this invading force. But what I think is interesting about that is when Rehoboam convinces himself and he convinces the nation Mm -hmm. that they no longer need to depend on God. They no no longer need to rally under that standard or live up to that standard. He is strong enough. I think what God when God sends that judgment, like your heading says, when he sends that enemy in. Mm I think if you've already been deluded to think, mm-hmm. well, see, we don't need you. Your thought is, see? Didn't matter anyway. It didn't matter. Look look what happened. You would think of mm-hmm. a way to set, blame this on God, just like we do. Not follow. I'm not, I know I'm stumbling over this, no, but, but we this do this true. now. Something happens that, that, it, that we deserve because we caused it. I'm not talking about things that happen random. All of us suffer in this life, and there there are devastating things that happen all the time that are nobody's fault. They happen. But things happen in our life that are our fault. We brought it on. We, we didn't trust the Lord. We didn't, we didn't care listen. what he had to say. We knew the We rule. rejected. Not only did we We knew not what listen, the Word said about our personal life, but we just ignored that. And we, we found another we source mm-hmm. ourselves to yep. rely on. Mm-hmm. And here we are in this mess of trouble. Mm-hmm. And then our reaction will be to blame that mess on the Lord. Mm-hmm. We'll say, you see, God doesn't do anything. God, God, God doesn't help. Uh, he's either not there or he's angry at me. And by I don't and have by, any part in him. But I don't think offended. you instantly. You don't instantly go. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-mm. You go. It's his fault. 
Mm-hmm. I, I've been doing what I'm supposed to do. It's always it's somebody else's fault, right? You know, it's always but somebody I, else's it, fault. Just that fast. But remember the how enemy we've, said that? we've said that in church a lot of times, and I don't know why it just keeps coming up, but maybe it's for me or I don't know. We just keep saying this. When you're listening to any kind of lesson or scripture or Bible and you're pointing out that, yep, that's what so-and-so did, you missed the point. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what's going on here too, right? God said, don't do this. You did it anyway. Now you have a consequence. It's not the guard's fault who didn't tell us in time to get ready. It's not. It's your fault. You did it. We are terrible at being told we're wrong. We're awful. Nobody wants to be told they're wrong. Nobody wants to hear that. Right? Yeah. But that doesn't stop God from doing what's just and what he said he would do. When you go to Kings, it'll tell you that Rehoboam did evil in the sight of the Lord and he caused... It caused you to descend. To turn away from but I do, I do want to read nine through twelve just to talk about it a little bit, and maybe we'll have to close with that. Uh, uh, of Second 12. Chronicles twelve. Uh-huh. So Shishak verse nine. So of chapter twelve. So Shishak. Then I always think of the slee stacks. Remember them? <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't. I don't. In the land before time. Nope. All right. So Shishak. Ignore that. That was just humor. So Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He took all. He carried away also the shields of gold which Solomon had made. Instead of which, King Rehoboam made shields of brass. Looks like gold a little bit. And committed them to the hands of the chief of the guard that kept the entrance of the king's house. Mm -hmm. Notice... The treasures were stolen out of the house of the Lord. And his house. And of the king's house. I see that now. Yeah, but and he now, he's, he's, now we don't have the gold shields. We have brass shields, mm-hmm. which is quite a bit stepped down. But also, they're there to guard his house, mm-hmm. not to guard the temple. Mm-hmm. And when the king entered into the house of the Lord, the guard came and fetched them and brought them again into the guard chamber. And when he humbled himself... The wrath of the Lord turned from him. That's what I wanted to get to. That he would not destroy him altogether. And also in Judah, things went well. I like that verse. Mm-hmm. That's There's always hope, isn't it? Took there? a lot. Yeah. Took, we got all the way he to the He was war here. with the northern tribes the whole time. He gets out when his lowest moment, when he, he needs a guard mm-hmm. to go to the temple. Mm-hmm. Because he, he's under such, far from peace and prosperity, he's under such threat of his own life from his enemies that he needs a guard to walk him into the temple. And when he gets mm-hmm. into the temple and he humbles himself, mm-hmm. God loves a, someone who will humble himself. He will not uh, turn a, away a contrite heart. God That's not the right is, he loves, he loves repentance. Mm-hmm. He loves it. He expects it. He, he responds to it. Mm-hmm. He res- and this is not the only king we'll study about that had a horrible beginning mm-hmm. and middle and at the end humbled himself to God. And God and said, you it. know what? I got gotcha. mm-hmm. you. He, what does he say? He not only he not, he says he from turned. him that he would not destroy him altogether. There's mm-hmm. where he was headed. And also in Judah, things went well. Because mm-hmm. when we'll turn to God, you know what? Things will go a little better. Mm-hmm. They'll go well for us. But he had to be humbled. Mm-hmm. Remember the king at the beginning of last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the king who says, my little finger's thicker than my father's loins. I'll chastise you with scorpions. Rebel, yeah. I'm tough and bad. And I'm everybody be terrified of me. And I'm the mighty king. And you'll never escape. To, when he humbled himself, 
God helps him. The wrath of the Lord turned from him, and things in Judah go well. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I do too. Does I love that the God of heaven responds to repentance. He responds when we finally come to ourselves and say, oh, mm-hmm. I blew it. I messed up everything. Mm-hmm. I ruined it. Mm-hmm. Look what I inherited and look what we have now. The situation we're in now. Mm-hmm. God, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And he responds. And he responds. Right, because he you would know not what? destroy him. He would not destroy him. It would be worth it for you to lose absolutely everything you have and humble yourself and, and make it God. to heaven. Mm-hmm. There's no comparison mm-hmm. than for you to be as blessed and happy and full of riches here and leave this life lost and enter eternity separated from God. Mm-hmm. You would. There's no comparison to those two options. I would. It would be the best thing that ever happened to you. For you to lose it all mm-hmm. and find him. I agree. And I think right? we should stop right there because we're at the end of our time. But all that's left is he dies. He does. <laughs> but I have that we'll he, start he at verse 12, yes. verse 13 when we come back, hopefully next week. I think, yeah. we're, are we here next week? We are, yes? Yes. Okay. So thank you. Thank you for joining us to study scripture. We believe what it says. Right? We're not trying to make, add to, take away from. We're just looking at what the scripture actually says. Keep your hearts right. Pray for the Holy Spirit to guide and direct your steps. Turn toward God and step and stop running away from him. Even when you know you're wrong, turn toward him. So thank you for joining us. Keep your Bibles open. Stay studied up. It is a battle. Stay battle ready.